unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You uh, were experiencing some power outages earlier. Yeah, right right up to the minute we started recording. Um, just out of nowhere. I still don't know why. It seemed to have started after I got up this morning, but all of a sudden I noticed lights weren't on and no internet. When you texted me and told me you were out of power, I was like, oh, no, because I was really looking forward to today's show. So that'll be the segue into what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it today, too. Our guest today is Troy Steen, and what he has to say will be of interest to every copywriter. He's going to tell us how to close more copywriting deals. Now, Troy is a soft-spoken guy, but make no mistake, he is a sales powerhouse. He has sold and helped others to sell millions of dollars of offers and product. These days, Troy specializes in working with consultants, coaches, copywriters, and online entrepreneurs. He's the head sales advisor at PeacefulProfits.com, and he works with people who are looking to launch, grow, and scale their businesses. Full disclosure, Troy is a former mentoring client of mine and a friend And that's one reason he understands the business of copywriting so well. And since you are a current viewer and or listener to Copywriters Podcast, that's reason enough for you to understand this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing offers for copy, writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Troy, thanks. Welcome. And thanks so much for making time to be here. An absolute pleasure. Thank you. Great. You know, you have exactly the information so many people both want and need. And there's nothing better, in my opinion, than providing people with something they both want and need. That's that's a rarity. So let's get right to it. You've spoken with dozens of copywriters and business owners who use copy over the last 12 months. And what have you discovered? What have you found out? Well, uh, very interesting question. The uh... The, the, the main thing that's, I mean, let's face it, in the last 12 months, uh, this world has been topsy-turvy, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that I've had the pleasure of speaking with were in a couple of categories, either trying to really start a business the right way, even during this world of the pandemic going on, or those they have a business and they're trying to truly understand how can they get more quality clients and they're and i've it's just kind of floated to the surface in a real big way with every single conversation i've had more and more people are really unsure about how to speak with potential clients and they're they're scared to do it because they don't know how and they feel that they 
have to be something than what than what they are mm-hmm. in those conversations. And you know, probably midway during last year, a, a, a light bulb went on, and it just showed me that there's a real true need to try and give some guidance to people, whether they be copywriters, um, many, many copywriters I've spoken with, consultants, uh, coaches, trainers, all of those people who are so good at doing what they do. Obviously, a lot of people that come into your world are very good copywriters. They're very good at putting words into motion, but it's a matter of how do they get the clients? And it, that's where it takes them off the rails. So that's become something that's really become apparent to me that people are looking for some real genuine direction instead of all that. I'll use the word garbage out there about people trying to tell people how to communicate with people in a sales discussion. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, I, I remember, well, I think it was a fellow Canadian of yours, Brian Tracy, who has mm. a, a program with, I don't know, 97 different ways to close the sale. I mean, who, who wants to be closed? You know, I mean, people want to open relationships. They want to feel yep. trust. I mean, I've, I've worked with you. I've seen you work. I, I'm, I'm aware of your illustrious track record. Um, you personally seem like nothing uh, that all this advice out there uh, offers. And, and yet, um, you've, you've trained other people, um, you built sales teams, um, not only in the online space, but in other businesses that have just broken records, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, let's, let's be honest. I, I, I don't care who anybody is selling can be a very challenging, sometimes very frightening task for anyone who has a service-based business to do because all they have seen, all they've been exposed to from day one is that traditional old school of quote unquote hard clothes. And as you said, nobody likes to be sold. And once people can wrap their mind around that prospective clients, they want to be heard and they want to be understood. And, you know, instead of approaching each call that people think they have to do with that mindset of having to close someone on the call. Instead, I I want people to really think about how powerful they can position themselves in those conversations if they become what I call a trusted advisor. Okay. Um, I want to get into that a lot, but let's, you and I know something that even Nathan doesn't know, and he sure knows a lot. Um, uh, and that's that's your background. How did you get here? Um, what what led you up to this? And um, if I can, well, I will ask a slightly confrontive question. What qualifies you to teach other people to become trusted advisors? Huh? Yeah, yeah, good question. <laughs> um, just for everybody listening, I I met David years ago in, in through his mentoring program, and I came to that from. At that point, I was looking at starting copywriting consulting uh, uh, in the world of sales and marketing. My background for 30 years really has been selling. Uh, That could be that old saying, belly to belly, nose to nose selling. And many, many years doing that within a particular industry, which was a real estate development industry and uh, a challenging business. 
And it became very apparent to me in that in that business when you're speaking with people about investing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for uh, a real estate uh, place to call home or they're investing, that there had to be a different, better way to do it. And very quickly, as I started in that industry, um, I started using a lot of the foundations that I talk with people about today. And it worked. And it allowed me to not only be the top performing salesperson in that industry for many, many years, um, in a very competitive marketplace here in Vancouver, BC, which has gone crazy in real estate, but it allowed me to be myself instead of having to think, oh, I got to be this super duper closer, highly persuasive guy. Uh, and it just allowed me to be myself. And as time went on, after years of doing that, I went into sales management in that industry. I trained individuals, sales teams. And enjoyed it very, very much, had a lot of success with people. And it just kept reinforcing that, you know, if people can just approach this differently, it'll make a huge, huge difference. I then went into the the world of, of consulting, where I consulted with um, some of those companies in that in that industry, and it evolved into other industries. And I, I found more and more about the time that I ended up meeting you, David, is that I, I wanted to bring, after so many years of doing what I was doing, I wanted to bring it into more of a more of a one-to-one nature with people wanting to do their own business. Uh, a lot of people I was exposed to, whether they were doing their own consulting, or in many cases, they were people that were copywriters, and they were just trying to figure out how to get more business, because I met a lot of them when I went into that world through meeting you and others. And and that just evolved into spending more time with people one-to-one, taking them through this selling framework. And uh, one of the people I met during that time is the group that I work with now and very, very genuine people. And they allow me to really um, bring that expertise that I have that, you know, into that today. And that's where I am now. So. So there's a great playwright and screenwriter named David Mamet, who has, I guess, the most toxic view of sales I've ever seen in, <laughs> in his famous movie, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Uh, yes. Um, you're not anything like that, are you? No. You know, it's funny. One of the people in the, in the group that I'm working with um, sent me a, a little image uh, a few weeks ago after we had quite an exceptional month of results. It was, you know, people coming in, investing uh, very sincere levels for, for the programs they're offering. And, you know, I'd mentioned to him the process that I'm taking people through and, and he sent me a picture of our friend Alec Baldwin from that movie uh-huh. and, with a little famous quote. And I uh, had a big, big laugh about that. And he says, so you're not really like this. And I went, no, I don't do that. So yeah. Um, Great you, movie you- though. You'd probably tell us what the quote was, but it was obscene and not it family was. friendly, yes. right? That's correct. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think you hinted at this before, but maybe you can go into a little more depth or maybe maybe it's something different than what you said before. You discovered um, one big reason why people who have a conversation with prospects never end up getting that prospect as a client, correct? Mm-hmm. And what is it? 
it it is there there there's two reasons really in my opinion first and foremost they they don't they haven't taken the time to discover and use a real genuine framework for speaking with people in terms of something that will by preparing themselves for these calls it's so important just like you described david in terms of how do people research and get ready to write a sales letter mm-hmm. well there's a lot of work that's behind the scenes to do that and in terms of going into a sales discussion there's a whole realm of things that people do in the beginning once they have that in place then they can go and do all of their sales calls with a, so much more confidence and understanding and there's a framework for that discussion and that's the first thing having that framework and being prepared and the other thing is as you as they get to the end of that discussion as they go throughout discussions with anyone that is trying to become could potentially be a client if a, if a copywriter decides to have a discussion with someone who wants them to do a, an email marketing campaign for them and they 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 go into that discussion and their goal is to really listen ask questions understand really truly how they can best help them and then they have to do one one important thing and that's detach themselves from the outcome mm. that call that's mm. the hardest thing in the world for people to do because it means they have to give up control and but if you go into a discussion with that intent to serve and really help people if you're speaking with them for 30 minutes or 45 minutes whatever it is and then you get to that point in the conversation that I help people understand how to ask about next steps and how to preframe that but it, detaching yourself from the outcome of that call gives you so much freedom to be yourself uh, so much freedom that's that's really great and um I've experienced that on my better days when I'm talking to prospects so I know what you're talking about I know what it's like when I failed to do that too um but you mentioned a framework uh could we drill down on that and please take the time you need because I I know you have a framework for sales and I imagine it's original with you it's not something anyone's heard before Yeah I I would think it 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 comes out of just a lot of time spent doing it um over the years and helping others see how it how it can go and to to give an overview of it for you and then please remind me to talk about the other main reason why a lot of people um probably one of the biggest mistakes that they make quite frankly uh before we finish today about uh how they're they're not achieving more sales for their business but the the framework involves really before you even have a discussion to to do two things and if anyone who is listening who is a copywriter consultant wh- whatever you may do is to have two things prepared before you go into any discussion and one of those is and this involves sitting down and having some undisturbed time and really focus on putting two things together And mm-hmm. when people hear this they'll go oh well that makes sense but no one does it. <laughs> one is to make that list um of everything that you offer what are all those features that you offer. And then beside that write down all the benefits 
of what are the benefits to your potential clients. Have that on a piece of paper beside you. The other thing on another piece of paper, I'll say, is to really think about before you go into any sales discussion, to write out all the potential questions that you might be asked. What is a prospect going to ask you about what it is you offer? All those potential questions. How does it, you know, what questions will they have about working together? Like everything. And then not just that, answer that question on paper. So you know beforehand how you can answer that question. And that does two things. That Q&A document, um, you'd find that that's a real living document because you'll get new questions all the time. So you'll add to that. But when you have those two things, say on your desk and you're on the phone, it will allow you to not worry about remembering everything. You've got it there. And it's going to allow you to not only get rid of that stress, but to concentrate on who you're speaking with. And I can assure you, I, I do that to this day on every single call I'm on. I always have those docu documents with me. And it makes such an incredible difference as you go into your discussion. Because again, it allows you to focus on that person, to ask questions, to really listen, instead of trying to control and steer them in some direction. It allows you to really serve them well. And, you know, as you, as you go into your discussion, one other thing, I mean, I could talk for an hour about the framework itself, but one other thing that I'll, I'll share in our time today is as you begin your discussion and anyone who's listening, as you go into your call, you've done those two things. As you begin your discussion with your prospective client is let them know Take the time to let them know how, how this discussion is going to go. What is the little roadmap you're going to follow together? So they feel at ease. And then kind of pre-frame, this is really important, to pre-frame with them that, to, to make them aware in the beginning, saying, you know what, after we've had this discussion uh, and we've covered everything, we've talked about what you're looking to do and, you know, how what I offer may be able to be of assistance to you. If I feel, if I feel that this could be a really good fit for you, um, I'll probably move into just sharing with you a couple of options as to you know how we could take the next step together and what levels of investment that would be. Always use investment. Don't use price. Don't use cost. Um, investment because they're investing with you. Mm -hmm. But by doing that in the beginning, it it, it allows you when you get to that point in your conversation to just move into that discussion without worrying about asking them, oh, can we talk about price now, right? Can we mm -hmm. talk about what the investment is? They know, they expect it, and if they have a good discussion with you, they're prepared to listen about it. And um, there's a whole, obviously, a lot of the roadmap in between that from the beginning to that point that you would follow. But those things are really important to keep in mind when you go into a, a call. Oh, there, there's so much valuable information to unpack there. Uh, the, the one thing I want to point out is that you're taking the humble approach of a master. And I'm saying this very, very straightforwardly. You have a method that works and you use it 
every time. You don't get that kind of arrogant, lazy point of view. A lot of successful people do. Well, shit, I know what I know how this is going to go. I don't need to write it. No, you write it out each time and you have it in front of you. And that, in my experience, you know, having a method and sticking to it and maybe evolving the method over time is one of the secrets of of great long lasting success the the other thing i wanted to comment on is writing out the questions and answers has all the benefits you mentioned i think it has another one too let's say someone asks you a question like i did which we pre-planned about you know what qualifies you to do this and a lot of times someone's going to say that sometimes they'll say it nicely sometimes They'll say it awkwardly. Sometimes they'll, you know, see if they can throw you off balance. If you don't have something prepared, you might default to a very defensive answer. And then you're finished. It's done. It's over. And yet, if you have something legitimate and solid and true to tell them, and you're already ready for it, it's not going to throw you. And the person will say, okay, well, this guy's for real. He's, he's not an Instagram influencer trying to become a copywriter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the, the other main thing is anyone, I mean, copywriters, this is going to allow each person to be themselves. You can be yourself. You can have this discussion, a much more productive discussion by being who you are. And, uh, that's one of the most important things I can leave from our discussion today is that you're, you're allowed to be who you are when you're speaking with potential clients. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. Troy, one of the things about you that I admire and that amazes me is your, I would say, detached but heartfelt persistence, your your approach and follow-up. And that's part of your framework, isn't it? Very well said, because that that's the one thing that I wanted to finish off with today is that that's a big, big reason why people... You may have a great discussion and there may be some questions and answers. People don't always make the decision on that call, on the first call. That's a whole other two-hour discussion where I don't even believe people should make a decision on that first call and there's reasons for that. But the big mistake that, and it is a real error in, in people growing their business, is that they don't follow up and they don't have a system in place to follow up. And there's a whole method that I um, I can show people where you create a follow-up system unique to you. And not only what to use in your follow-up, how to follow up, when to follow up, 
and make sure it's all in your voice, you know, your words. There's so much value in there. And so many people just are too lazy not to do it, or they're, they're not aware they should do it, and they don't have a system to follow to do it. Or maybe they're afraid to do it. Yeah. They're afraid it's being seen as pesky. Yeah, but there's a way to do it, just like having that sales call where it's genuine and helpful. Sure. What about handwritten notes? Um, I know that two presidents of the U.S. are famous, not the current one or the previous one, but a little further back for <laughs> handwriting notes yeah. every single day to people. Who knows if that got them there, but it's clearly a habit of successful people. Could you talk about that just a little bit? Oh, I'd love to. I, I'm not sure if you came and looked at my desk this morning or not before <laughs> we're talking, but um, I have a section. I, on, I know you pretty well. We worked together a long time. I know. and. Something that, uh, again, to be respectful of time here, but I will say that in one of the areas I also talk about, not just in follow-up, but in creating referrals, you know, a whole referral system that people uh, that I've put together that people use, which uh, probably some of your clients would have interest in. But it, one of the things, one of the components is a handwritten thank you note because nobody gets it. When was the last time you got a handwritten thank you note? And if I sent one of those out to, and Nathan got that from me, A, it's going to be opened. Nathan's going to read it. And Nathan will most likely remember me. And it'll take you away from being just another commodity out there. It'll position you differently. I, I, I love that. It's, it's so simple. And people think they have to do razzle-dazzle stuff and send balloons. And this is a simple human courteous handwritten thank you note i agree yeah uh, one one last question and and then i think we're going to have to wrap it up but um how can copywriters best position themselves to get the most business can you say position can you elaborate on that well do you sure. buy in a particular industry or a particular service or i i suppose both in, in the industry and even when they get on the call in terms of their posture and, and uh, the way they come across, set themselves apart might be a, a better way to say it. Okay. Uh, everything, first and foremost, everything we talked about today, about how to prepare for a discussion. And something else is for each copywriter, he or she should sit down and really truly understand the clients they want to work with and why they want to work with them and what services do they really want to provide in, in the world of copywriting and just position their story and their services around that. And just by spending, this may sound a little cliche, but by spending the time with each person on the phone, they will position themselves differently. I don't care what anybody says. If you spend time and you serve and you really listen to someone and you give them value, there's lots of ways for copywriters to give value in sales calls. Oh my. But by doing that, instead of just trying to say, I'll do this campaign for $5,000, they will separate themselves. And I know that's a quick answer. I'm trying to be brief. No, it, it, it's a, it's a really good one. And, you know, uh, Joe Schrieffer, who's you've probably heard of, who's a client of mine, said once on um, on an Agora call that um, most people in the world are compliant and try to conform. Copywriters are subversive. And 
he wasn't being sarcastic. He's right. I mean, if the more copywriters, you know, you realize we're, you know, trying to get copywriters in room is like herding cats. Right. <laughs> and, and so there's of course a natural reaction not to, not to fly your freak flag when you're on the phone because you're so different. But I, I think being, being different and unique doesn't mean being unappealing. It's all how you package the same thing. Is that Absolutely. kind of, kind of yep. what you're getting Ab at? Absolutely. And, you know, as I think back to the many, many people just in the last year I've spoken with, they're all very, very unique in their business. And, um, Doing an approach like this when you speak with prospects, it's going to allow you to maintain that and be yourself. So, Troy, the the one possible flaw in this presentation is that you've opened up lots of cans of worms and people are going to have <laughs> questions for you. And uh, you knew that. I knew that. And, and you offered to um, take questions by email, which I think is incredibly generous and you may live to regret it, but remember, it was your idea. So don't blame me, whatever you do, or you can, I'll just say, but it was your idea. Um, no, but really, Troy's a very generous person, seriously. And um, as you can tell, if you've been listening, very wise and experienced and practical person. Um, your email is tdsteen, steen spelled S-T-E-I-N-E at gmail.com. That's correct. correct? And, and we'll put that in the show notes, too. And anything that, you know, anyone who's listening, anyone that's in your circle of influence, it would be uh, be a pleasure to try and help any way I can. So, Well, I, I think you've helped, helped quite a bit. Nathan, you've been sitting there like a fly on the wall, but maybe you have some questions. Uh, I just wanted to touch on one point that you guys brought up, and that is a lot of times copywriters when we're talking with the client, one of the questions we love to ask is who is your product for, or who is your service for? And we don't tend to ask ourselves that question. A lot of copywriters are like, Oh, I can, I can write for every industry or I can write for every person. W what took me a while to learn is that I'm not for everybody. And I can write in a lot of niches, but even if I say I'm a, uh, a consultant, coach, mentor, copywriter, those are who I write for. That's not true. There's a lot of people in those industries or in that particular niche that I don't want to write for. And so a lot of times when I'm getting on a call, that's one of the other things is I want to make sure my personality meshes with this person. I want to make sure that they're excited about what they sell, because if they're not excited, it's going to be hard for me to get excited. I want to make sure that they're honest. I want to make sure there's certain values that I want to make sure will mesh between me and them. And that's, I think, a, a kind of an unspoken thing that copywriters always want to ask. We always want to ask our clients or our potential clients, who is it that you serve? But we don't, I don't think we spend enough time narrowing down who it is that we want to serve. Yeah, very well said. And, and uh, you know, to state the, the quiet part out loud, that should be obvious and is to 90% of the people listening, that's something we should do. Just because we don't do it doesn't mean we keep need to keep don't doing it. We need to do it. <laughs> and, you know, there's a number of things we talked about today with, you know, spending as a copywriter or whatever you do, spending some that focused time, turn everything else off and really concentrate on doing the things we talked about today is your business will be so much better off for it. It's, it's almost like you 
think that high soap in meditation is a good thing. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. No one's no one spends enough time focusing on really important little things anymore. We're all in such a rush. So Troy, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been a great conversation and for I don't think this is just for a newbie copywriter looking to get clients. I think everything that you covered today is stuff that even professional uh, veteran copywriters should be uh, should be taking advantage of some of the advice that you gave today. If people want to get a hold of you one more time, what's the best email to get at you with? Uh, yeah, uh, TD Steen, T D S T E I N E, TD Steen at gmail.com. And I, uh, I'll try and respond as promptly as I can. Uh, but uh, yeah, anytime, anybody. Awesome. And if you want to check more episodes of the Copywriters Podcast out, you can always find us over at copywriterspodcast.com. David, anything before we're out of here? No, I just want to thank Troy. I don't, he, he's so low key. I don't think you guys understand how valuable every minute of his time is, uh, but it is. The smarter listeners and the audience definitely understand that because you delivered a bunch of, of uh, value to the listeners today. So thank you for that. And until next time, we will catch you later. Thank you. Thanks. See you later. Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.